One. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Undeniable Future Podcast. It's Lee here with Justice. Episode you know how we nine, do. September 18th. How are you doing? We're already on episode nine. Episode nine. Man, we're moving it's fast. Rolling. That's crazy. Yeah, we're getting stuff done, I guess. What's on, <laughs> your, what's on your heart today? Ooh, what's, what's on, on your soul? What's on my soul? Yeah. Hey, I don't, <laughs> that's a deep question. I don't even... Hey, get hey. deep then. Um... <clears throat> the election is on my soul, to be completely honest. Okay, well, is that anything to do with what happened today with uh, Ruth Ginsburg? She died today uh, at the age of 87. Yeah, I hope the Senate does what they're supposed to do, and they wait till there's a new president or that Donald Trump wins again, and then they put in a new person in that position because the Supreme Court is the most important judicial body in the country. And replacing somebody right away, especially right now, as divided as the country is, might not be the best decision. Do you think it's going to be any less divided after the election? <laughs> I think it's going to be worse ah. or more of the same after the election, regardless of who wins. It, yeah, that's, that's a good point. It might be less divided, but... No, I don't think it'll be less divided. It'll be just as divided as it is right now. But I think some people will be quiet. Then people will be like, ah, we lost. Like they just concede the defeat and let it go? Yeah, it was like when Trump won, there was like a grace period where people said that this is crazy, where everything that they were saying was just like, Donald Trump shouldn't have won. We shouldn't have allowed this to happen. Ah, fair enough. But they they weren't like fighting against the other side. They knew that they had lost. They're still saying that. But I mean, like for a little while, they knew that they had lost and they weren't really trying to bring up impeachment and stuff yet. Then they start bringing up impeachment. People yeah. get crazy with politics, though. She died just before we started this podcast, so we haven't really gotten to see people's reaction to it. Yeah. But I'm hoping that the reaction really is more focusing on, okay, we just lost a person. Mm. So rest in peace to her, consoling her family, and we're going to consider that as something separate from what's happening with the politics. But I'm sure there's a lot of people who are... But because of the position she had, in. the politics matters so much. Yeah, and the Senate is Republican, so exactly. we're going to assume that she's going to be replaced by a Republican Supreme Court. And so we're not going to be able to separate her death with what's happening politically. Because her death is very important politically. And she knew that. Before she died, she was talking about that. Exactly. And she was saying that she doesn't want anybody to be put in her position up until, you know, up until there's a president who has been decided upon. So I have respect for her for saying that. She knew what she wanted before she died. Do you guys, do you guys think that's, a, I mean, her re- requesting that is, is something that we need to uphold now that it happened before the election, that she passed before the election? Just because she asked? Yeah. I'm that's not, not sure how, how legal it is, not how the world no. works. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. Just because she requested doesn't mean it's going to happen. I'm seeing a lot of backlash from people when Trump and, uh, what's this guy named, Mitch McConnell? Yeah. yeah, yeah, they they gonna be selecting someone despite what her last wish was, right? And 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 people are making it seem like that's such a horrible thing to do. But I mean, the country's got to run. That's true. The country does have to run, but they don't have to replace somebody right now. The Supreme Court doesn't work that way. So them putting somebody in right now is is them trying to take advantage of the situation. Completely make sure they get somebody in before the election happens. Exactly. In case they lose, but if they lose 
and then they and the and uh and the Democrats put who they want in there if they win the Senate. Oh man, it's gonna be a whole different game. They have to hurry up and get some of these things done because they have that uh a new initiative with TikTok being canceled now. Trump actually followed Ooh. through with his uh his promise to ban TikTok. Yeah, Justice, I gotta I gotta come at you a little bit here. I don't wanna say I told you're you. You're the so. one you're the one who's always saying that the CCP is wrong and you know they're always trying to tear down people's rights. How about now? Donald yeah, Trump now? seems to be doing the same thing. People, you know how much people in America love TikTok? There's gonna be a lot of angry fifteen year olds if they if they rip away TikTok, bro. I'm not concerned about that. I'm not concerned about the angry fifteen year olds. But you're trying to make a comparison between the US and China as far as what access to information? Yes. So you think Trump or the US banning TikTok is equivalent to the CCP's firewall? <laughs> no, not at all. No. But I'm like saying like I'm making sure. I'm saying like in general. Donald Trump banning TikTok is probably, how is that any different from when the CCP puts up their firewall or doesn't allow uh, people in China to have access to Facebook and Instagram and so on and so forth? Well, I'll give you the opportunity to, to disagree with this if you feel that way, but yeah. the way I see it is it's a security issue where the U.S. government believes that the way the Chinese government operates, if they're allowed to run TikTok and operate in the U.S., the information of U.S. citizens and their data is going to be compromised. And that's a threat to Americans. They're going to protect people, as far as they see it, mm -hmm. by not allowing the Chinese government to have access to U.S. citizens' information. The Chinese government not allowing Facebook, Instagram, so on and so forth to operate in China isn't because of those reasons. It's an ideological purpose, saying that we do not want other countries to influence us. Oh, so you're saying like the Chinese government's trying to limit people's Cultural influence from outside. Cultural influence. But the okay. U.S. doesn't worry about the cultural influence. It's more so like we don't want our data outgoing, going to China. Because yeah. CCP has access to any corporation that operates in China. They have access to that information. But you know how I feel about this whole thing. Like from the beginning, it's weird for, it's weird for me because China deciding that they want our information, how is that any worse than Google or Facebook having our information? Because they're also private entities in the United States. Yeah. They have the right to do whatever they want. So I don't understand how that's really any different. Well, that's if, kind of why they had the op. The if I'm already being where, violated, yeah, then I'm being violated. Does you it, know? Doesn't that take it back to the whole 2016 Russia thing? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, with uh, the Facebook and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like what? that's kind of like with them having access to that much information, they they're able to like uh, uh, target certain people and be able to promote certain things using bots and all this stuff and, yeah. and just basically influence how an election could come out in mm -hmm. America through that. And I think TikTok and I guess it being a Chinese company or a company from China, yeah, they have, like with Facebook, it's, it's a speculation thing. It's an American company. But TikTok being a Chinese company and, you know, the, that's like already... Way worse. Yeah, but this is like TikTok that we're talking about, though. On Facebook, people share a lot of political information, but I don't think people are really sharing a lot of political information on TikTok. But again, I don't so think it's a the, political problem. If China's trying to get into you into the minds of Americans, then <laughs> TikTok isn't really the most efficient way to do so. Yeah, but this is Trump's... Uh... <laughs> this is Trump's pushback to towards China, right? So you got to yeah. find anything China and just be like, yo, we banning this. Exactly. Yeah. 
I, I definitely think it's part of his whole policy of just being strong against China. It's not that calculated. But mm. the differences between what happened in 2016, the election uh, in the U.S. with Facebook and uh, Twitter, is that the issue with that they see, the U.S. administration and Department of Commerce sees with TikTok, is not that they're trying to manipulate people's minds by pushing in certain type of viewpoints on TikTok. It's that they want to collect the data of people on TikTok. The same issue that we do have with Facebook and Twitter here in, uh, in Canada and the U.S. But when we have those issues with Facebook and Twitter and our social media um, companies, yep. we can address those using the laws that we have domestically. So when Facebook has an issue, they bring in a Senate hearing and they call Zuckerberg to come in and he has to answer for those things. And they tell him, hey, Zuckerberg, you've been a bad boy. Don't do that yeah. anymore. And then he goes back to doing exactly whatever he wants to do. But, but we do have recourse, and there are laws that restrict him. But for ByteDance yeah. operating in China, if they do something that we disagree with, we can't go to China or go to ByteDance and say, you cannot do this mm. because we do not have domain over them. We cannot tell them what they can and can't do. All we can do is not allow them to operate in America or in Canada. But I, I get your point there, but like... Even within the law, we've seen, especially when it comes to social media companies, that our laws are very behind, right? Like we don't, our laws do not really behind who specify. No, just in general, like here in North America, when it comes to not even North America, around the world, uh, social media grew far faster than we expected it to, mm -hmm. and that's why when you see Mark Zuckerberg standing in front of the Senate or the Congress, and they're asking him questions, they seem so dumb. Because they're so far ahead of the game, and we all just scroll all the way to the bottom and press, okay, we're okay with whatever's going on. And they know that they're legally covered. So unless those laws change, unless the politicians do the work, and are like, okay, this is messed up, they can't do that. This is wrong, they can't do that. Yeah, pharmaceutical companies have been doing that do. forever. Exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like that whole disclaimer thing at the end where they list stuff where you don't even yeah. hear what they're talking about. The and then, voice. Yeah. And yes. it's like, yo, we told you. Yeah. <laughs> but again, even with that, we can address that domestically because mm. a pharmaceutical company like uh, Purdue Pharma, mm -hmm. uh, just this year, they got shut down. Not shut down, but they got a big hit from the U.S. government. Okay. And they figured out that you guys knew the effects of your drugs. You knew it was hurting people and you ignored it and you allowed this drug to be sold for profit. We're going to prosecute you guys. But if that company was a Chinese corporation, all we could do after the fact would say, you can't sell here anymore. But there's no actual punishment. There's no justice for the people who are behind it. So right yeah. now, the U.S. is still offering uh, ByteDance and TikTok to operate in the U.S. if they partner with the U.S. company, which is Oracle is the biggest one right now. And if they can partner with TikTok or ByteDance by November 12th, the U.S. Department of Commerce will allow TikTok to continue to operate in the U.S. Mm. So... Again, it's not an issue of we don't want TikTok to operate because we're just trying to hit China for no reason. It's a concern that our data is being controlled by a foreign country mm -hmm. and we're not comfortable with that. If there's a U.S. corporation who owns ByteDance now, you can do the same thing. You can have your dance videos, whatever you want on TikTok. But we don't want a foreign country to have access to our people's data. But when you say a foreign country, then you mean a foreign power. Yes. If it was some other country that wasn't China or Russia that didn't have the same ability to create something that could actually affect the United States, then they wouldn't care as much. I mean, almost every country has that ability. I mean, you look at Iran, you look at uh, Afghanistan. Yeah. Even when you see that all these countries, when you hear about like people trying to affect the U.S. election, I'm like, if, if the U.S. thinks that's going to stop, then they're just dumb. 
2016 was just everybody being like, oh, there's an opening here? We can do something? But again, it's not for the election. I, I don't think, at least, that yeah. Biden's trying to affect the election. I think yeah. this is data collection so mm-hmm. that they can profit at a higher level or a higher rate Yeah. in a way that companies like Facebook can't do so they can no longer compete with ByteDance because ByteDance is allowed mm. to steal your information, know what you like, then what you follow, what you their buy. Then own Facebook or their own Instagram. And then dominate Facebook and Instagram and become the dominant force globally by not playing the game fairly. So the U.S. Yeah. is essentially trying to protect its own business, its own interests. Oh, I didn't even think about that way because yeah. people in China can't, don't have access to the U.S. market. So no. if they create something that's just as big or just as powerful and they try to shut down the U.S., and they could actually do that. Yeah. Wow. Something to think about. No, that is that is definitely. It's not a pro Trump stance. It's a pro yeah. data yeah, security yeah. stance. Yeah, pro security stance. <laughs> I don't I think just, Trump is thinking about it the same way we're speaking in, about it right now. I just don't think like in 2020 we have the security we think we do. Like we're not as secure as we try to act like we are. That's true. Like every single day you leave your house, your phone tells. Your whatever whoever your pro- provider is, where you are all the time. If you got notifications for everywhere you go, and it gives you that little thing that says, "Hey, can we have access to your location?" People yeah. just say, "Yeah." You ever notice you're searching for something like a pair of shoes? You yeah. search like Nike Free Run, and all of a sudden you're on Instagram scrolling through, and all the ads all you, you see, see are all Nike the same thing you were looking for. Exactly. Or you're just talking, and your phone hears you. Yeah, it's strange. The government strange. doesn't want access to our information so they can know where we are. They just want to know how best they can sell stuff to us. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah, they're not trying to kill us. They're just trying to take our money. Yeah, they, exactly. The same thing to me. <laughs> exactly. And that's, yeah. Sounds like the same thing to me. To me, I think that's more messed up because they know what you like, like the intrinsic version of yourself and what that person really thinks. So things about you that you don't even know. Then you see an ad and you're like, yo, I do like that, but how do you know that I like that? That's meta. And that's even, that's scarier. Yeah, it's the metadata. That sounds kind of like, I almost want that, but I'm concerned of what else you can do with that information. Mm. Like somebody came to me and told me, like, before you even leave the house, you want this, 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 and this. We'll get it to your house in 10 minutes. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate that, but I'm kind of concerned that uh, they can take it a little bit further than that. Now they know, like, where you're traveling to. They can start, like, manipulating your mind. If they know your preferences, Mm -hmm. they know how you feel, they know how you think. You can kind of control people as as you see fit. Like, what, Amazon's one of the biggest companies in the world, probably the largest company in the world right now? I think so. You have to double-check that, but... I'd have to check the actual stats on that, yeah. But you take Amazon, and they've got the Echo. Google's got the Google Home. They know what they're doing. The Google Home is just every single time you speak in your own house, they're taking more information. The information Google's already taking every single time you search something up, they're able to take that from the regular conversations you have with your family members now. So are, are there any parameters that uh, Trump has set to kind of like allow TikTok to work in the States? Uh, yeah, that's the, um, it's not completely banned right now as of today, mm-hmm. but they're no longer allowing people to uh, update the app until November 12th. And then if there's no agreement between uh, Oracle and uh, ByteDance, Oracle's the American company, to combine and work together in a partnership, then TikTok will be completely banned. So that's the one way right now that TikTok has of continuing to operate in America, having an American company partner with them. Okay, so if they do partner with that American company, what what's to say that they not, what what information are they not able to get across to China that they're already getting now? Like what what is the effect of having the Oracle company involved in this deal? 
is that the database is in the United States. And you'd have the oversight. So all the information, all the oversight is in the United States. So every country has to do that now? No, it's not that every country has to do that. It's just that ByteDance mm -hmm. is generally... ByteDance is owned by the CCP, right? Well, <laughs> no, every, no, no. every company in China is owned by the CCP. <laughs> every company in China has yeah. to follow the CCP's rules. Yeah, and they have access right? to their database. So, and the, yeah, and the Chinese have access to all the databases. So if, if when you look at ByteDance, if ByteDance was in the United States, all that information mm -hmm. is... I, like the CCP has access to that, so the people are afraid of that. But what I'm saying is, us as can as, as uh, Canadians, yeah, are we now going to be like, oh, we won't allow TikTok in here unless you guys partner with said Canadian, ca company. Canadian company because you want the database mm. for Canadian TikTok to be in Canada? I'd assume if Canada is operating the U.S. just because of how close they are together, uh, their trade agreements, the way they operate together politically, if the U.S. sees that a partnership with this, oh, not the CCP. Partnership between <laughs> ByteDance and Oracle would increase security yeah. and break the threshold of approval. I think Canada, looking at that, Canada, France, uh, Germany, all of the U.S. Uh, US's NATO allies will look at this and say, okay, if the U.S. says this is good, we say it's good. We're kind of like playing follow the leader, which I don't know if that's the right thing to do, but I, I assume that's what's going to happen. Okay. No, I, 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 also wanna, I just want to know who... I want to see the fallout of that. I think you're. I think you're kind of right there, Steve. I I want to see how many countries decide that they don't want to side with the United States on this. Yeah, because then now at that point we're gonna be like, well, I mean, you want to have Facebook servers in these different countries. Yeah, it's just so America doesn't get our information. Mm. That might be a good step. Might be the next step we're gonna have in the future. Might be predicting <laughs> something right here. Well, I just, never even thought of that. Well, just because of like Silicon Valley and its importance to the tech world, a lot of stuff is going to come out of the U.S. Mm -hmm. And people generally around the world are okay with it. So when it comes to, like you said, I like think we Facebook, have a choice. Yeah, you're right. We don't have a choice. Yeah. So we have to be okay with it. <laughs> you got to be okay but, with it. But like in general, people want access to that stuff. People in Zimbabwe, people in, I don't know, in the Philippines, wherever it may be, they all want to be on Facebook and Instagram and whatever. Yeah, but what's the, what's the alternative? Nothing. Just get off of social media. <laughs> exactly. I think we're kind Which of might not a, be the worst thing for anybody, but like, yeah. No one wants to do that. We're, we're kind of seeing a step into the future now with, uh, I don't know if you guys saw what Andrew Yang was saying after he did lose the, uh, he's running for the Democratic Party. He lost no, the election, what, dropped out. What was Yang Gang talking about? Yang Gang. Yang Gang yeah, was talking about uh, ownership of, quick maths. of your data. Mm. So the idea that you log into Facebook and you scroll down to the bottom, approve the agreement, okay, you start using Facebook. Mm. But now the data on Facebook is not owned by you. It's owned by Facebook. So they can use that. Facebook is a free service. Yeah. But the reason it's free is because they use your interactions to sell ads. Mm. Those companies profit, and they're making billions, trillions of dollars. But you see what you're saying. This, that was my point when I said, like, we're trying to catch up. Yeah, So, but and this is what right? the catch-up would be. Andrew yeah. Yang is saying... Now, before you sign that agreement, we should make it so that citizens can say, mm. I can opt out and say, you cannot sell these, uh, you cannot sell my information. Mm -hmm. And if I do opt in, sorry, if I do opt, yeah, if I do opt in, I will be compensated for the use of my information. So I can't have a guy becoming a billionaire off of my data and I'm making nothing. If it's billion dollars of data being made, yeah. why are the people whose data it is that's being sold being cut in onto this? 
Well, I think if we're talking about people's data being sold, I think that's going to lead to a world that's going to be very weird if we all have access to our data, like if we all get paid from our data. Mm-hmm. Because let's say right now, like Instagram models, right? They're going to be making a lot more money if they're going to be getting a check for the amount of data that they're giving. So there's going to be certain people who, so like, you know, we see that the internet's so ridiculous at, at times. Everybody's going to try to be the most ridiculous version of themselves on the internet to try and get the most amount of clicks on, on already themselves <laughs> on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. So like if someone's already on Twitter, wild, so they can get followers, how do, how do we get to a point? Like if we start paying people for that, does that change anything? People will get really wild. Does that change anything? I don't think you can get much more wild than we are right now. I mean, people are I think murdering people for money. I think you definitely can. I think there's some people who are, people who are trying to keep a certain amount of um, being reasonable on the internet. I'm, I'm not as sure long exactly. As, you're, as long as your name is connected to it, you, you try to be reasonable to a certain extent. But once that's connected to profitability, uh, that will really change the game. I'm not sure exactly how the math will be breaking down as far as like who gets paid what and how you're compensated. Mm. But I, from what I've read so far, I think it's more of um, the individual who's compensated, not for the traffic they bring to their individual page, but mm-hmm. their individual movements. So the company will be paying to track where you're traveling. They'll be paying to know where you do and don't purchase goods. Yeah, so it I doesn't really matter how popular you are on Instagram. You're just mm-hmm. getting paid as an individual and in what you do personally. Yeah. And they want to be able to track and follow you as an individual. So I don't think as it somebody makes a if as somebody that cares yeah. about because we have a podcast, right? And stuff like we care about how many people go on our page and how many people are viewing our content and stuff like that. Yeah. As content creators, if we see that we're not being paid for for uh, the amount of clicks that we're getting in general, and we're only being paid for that access, we're going to be pretty mad. Joe Biden. Exactly. We're going to be very angry. Do you think in the near future, like let's say in a five-year time span, we're going to have a situation where individuals have actual ownership of their digital footprint? Or do you think that's like a, a fantasy from Andrew Well, Yang? I'm saying we might get there. We might get there, but I don't think that's a good future. I think there's a lot of uh, downsides that come that. along with that. You think that's a good future? Uh, we're, that we're, positive step? Like every, well, individuals are owning their whole, like, uh, uh, like, the, 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 like you said, digital footprint. You, you'll have ownership of what you do digitally, and you can decide yeah. to allow Facebook, Twitter, I think that's Instagram great. to make money off it, but it's your choice. I think it's great. I think we, 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 when we are, when we live in this facade where we think we're being free, Right and 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 these corporations, <laughs> what's that justice? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. But it, it's like when these corporations are not, they're not, they're not marketing. You know, it's it's a legal way of doing it, but it's unfair to us because now we're not aware that these things are actually being, this information is being taken from us without our actual permission. We don't even know right now. We don't even know the worth of a stream. When it comes to music or video, we have to take Spotify's so, word for it, I guess. Imagine once we find out the worth of a of like a click. That's gonna be crazy. That's what I'm saying. People are gonna be wilding out, man. You think it's you think that's not good? I, that's why I think it's not good. Is that once we all see that we can make some kind of profit mm-hmm. 
from acting a certain way on the internet, mm -hmm. acting in ways that brings more revenue to us, we're going to act that way more. That's where we're at, though. That's kind of what is, he was that, saying. That's before, where we are right now. Well, I'm saying we're not there yet because there's no revenue yet. No, there's definitely revenue. There is definitely revenue Ask because Kikashi, six, nine. you don't own your revenue. Yes. But I'm saying if you owned it and you could see that dollar amount, that check came to your house every single month, right? The, the dollar amount like, right now. You'd be like, bro, I'm not wilding enough. No, but the dollar amount right now is, is, is what the likes and the followers were. Right, so now you can go and All trade right. in for that for monetary value with these uh, big corporations for them sponsoring you or whatever it is. Like, look at Bad yeah. Baby; she went off on her mom on Doctor Phil, mm -hmm. right? And then a couple years later, she's got a record deal with uh, was it uh, Atlantic Atlantic, Atlantic right? Records. Yeah. So that has given her like this, I guess, something she couldn't do before if she went on Doctor Phil show, mm -hmm. and then. When she the antics she realized antics were paying her, that became a personality that was developed into an, a stream of income. I feel like you're saying that because you're a content creator. So you're as a content creator, like I was saying, we'd be very angry if we as content creators was if we know how much one click is worth and then we're not getting that. Mm -hmm. Right? But if you're a regular person who just starts getting a check all of a sudden. And that check is linked to how many followers you have. But that's the how difference. Many I don't think the get. check is linked to followers or likes. No, I'm saying it's it should be. linked to your individual activity. If it, it already I'm is, I'm saying though. it should be. If you have a lot of, there's a lot of Instagram yeah. influencers and mm -hmm. they can benefit and make monetary value off of their presence online. The difference yes. is regular people who just post every now and then, talk to their friends on Instagram, mm -hmm. they're making zero. To make mm -hmm. that money now, like you're saying, they would have to act up do crazy things, post exactly. questionable pictures. But mm -hmm. now, everyone, no matter what you're doing, if you just exist on the internet and just use the internet, yeah. now you're getting paid. You being crazy, mm -hmm. you can still make money from being crazy as you can now. Mm -hmm. But if you're just online using the internet, if they're collecting your data, you get the check. Yeah, my point is people are going to act crazier purposefully because you now see the monetary worth of your craziness. Mm -hmm. But is there, a, is there more incentive now to act crazier? Yes, absolutely. Because they're not paying you off clicks and follows. They're paying you off just using the internet. So if I'm just online all day, I'll get more money just by being no, online all day. No, that's what I'm saying. Day. That's not fair. Because if they're paying me off just using the internet, then they're still making money off of my likes. They're still making money off of the amount but of you're also no, making not your money. Likes. They're making money off whoever's liking your page if that person decides to allow it. Yeah. If it's not fair, you can opt out. That's what Andrew Yang's proposing. So if you think it's not mm. fair, you wouldn't opt in. Okay, I'd opt in. Okay. I'd take the money. I'm using Instagram anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so if, you, if, if it's fair at, or not, it's your decision now. That's the whole thing. You're allowing the decision to be made now. No, I, my, my only thing is I'm saying that you guys are making it seem as if people getting this check now, they can see it, isn't going to make them change. Money changes people. You hear that all the time. It does. But right now, the people that are benefiting from it are the corporations that have uh, 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 the people that own these platforms from all of our activity on it. What exists now, um, don't get me wrong, what exists now is not better. It's not better than the alternative. Yeah. What I'm saying is the alternative is also not, as, is not any, any better. Any, any system that exists. can be implemented is going to be flawed. And yeah. then we're going to be able to kind of see what the flaws are in each one of them. And, and work see to make which, it better. Exactly, right? Mm -hmm. So if we're paying everybody for, I guess, the amount of time they spend on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. It's, I think for me, with the amount of money Facebook makes from us spending that much time on it, it's only fair that we get a cut of it. Okay. 
but that's Andrew Yang's proposal. I mean, I, I think that would be the, the 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 justification for what he's saying. It's only yeah. fair for people that you guys are you guys are having people give you money for ad placement, mm-hmm. right? And but then these ad placements are only worth that much because these people are on that platform. But even when Andrew Yang says that, right, we have to remember that most people don't even understand what Andrew Yang is really saying. They don't, don't even understand that they're that they have some value that exists in the web, right? Mm-hmm. And he's trying to show that to you, like, yo, you have value. I think people understand they have value, but they think the only value is in like what you were saying, acting mm-hmm. uh, being Instagram celebrity. Yeah. But your value exists just by being on the internet. Yeah, exactly. That's people yeah. don't understand. Yeah. I'm saying that once people see that you can get a check for that value, then they're going to be like, how do I raise that value? How do I raise my value now? Do you guys think uh, with uh, the whole thing that's being proposed right now with uh, Joe Rogan basically, uh, um, I guess. <laughs> Joe Rogan being the moderator for the Yeah, moderating the, debates. the debate between Trump and Biden, yeah. just, just being the three of them. Do you guys think that's uh, going to actually boost that thing? It, uh, yes, absolutely. If Joe Rogan was the moderator, it would for sure boost it. But we, w- I would hope that Joe Rogan would be Joe Rogan if he was a moderator. That's what I don't see. I don't think he would act like himself. He'd want to be, he would be almost forced to be this non-biased version of himself. Mm-hmm. And that's not really what we like about Joe Rogan. Who would be forcing him? He owns the Joe Rogan podcast. Are you saying that, that the debate would be on the road Joe Rogan podcast? Yeah, he, um, can you read out the, the tweet from, I think it was Tim Kennedy? I'm assuming that you're saying that the debate would be okay, so like a CNN debate, like, like as, as they usually are. At Team oh, Kennedy MMA okay. on Twitter said, hypothetically, on my podcast with Joe Rogan, he offered to moderate a debate between Joe Biden and Drew Donald Trump. Mm. It will be four hours with no live audience, just two candidates, cameras, and their vision of how to move this country forward. Who wants this? Hashtag debates. Hashtag election 2020. Oh, I'm all for that. If that's the way, if that's the way it's set up, I'm all for that. I thought what you guys were saying was we're replacing the actual debates that exist with Joe Rogan. I thought that's what you were where we're going. No, 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 no. So basically, yeah. Joe Rogan being Joe Rogan with Trump and uh, 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 Joe Joe Biden. Yeah. Okay. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. But I, I think even then he would feel like he had this um, moral obligation mm. to to be to be moderate. Like he'd have but to kind of clean it up Joe a little Rogan, bit. Yeah. If Joe Rogan is speaking, we well, want to hear Joe Rogan. You don't want though. that Joe Rogan vibe with the two presidential candidates. They can't respond that way. But he has interviewed <laughs> yeah. politicians like uh, Tulsi Gabbard, uh, who else he, Bernie Sanders. Mm. And he he's more or less the same Joe Rogan. No, but this yeah. is this is on a, a, a national debate on the mm. Joe Rogan podcast. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Or is it like... That's why I'm saying when you say, you know, you just said a national debate. Yeah. So if it's not a national debate and it's just the Joe Rogan podcast episode with Trump and Joe Biden, I, I don't want that. That's that's what I'm saying. I'm, <laughs> I don't want. I do want that. <laughs> I don't want that. You're saying you don't want that. I do want that. I think what that would be this? crazy, dude. We're trying to run a country here, and I have you guys chilling here with Joe Rogan, smoke <laughs> whatever they do over there. What is this? No, I, I want to see that <laughs> for sure because I think that would be cool. Like that would just be entertaining, right? Like the value of that would be crazy. But at the same time, if Joe Rogan is moderating it, and he's being a moderator. That's what that's the word you were going to use here, a moderator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he has to act a certain way. I think another thing that would make the bring value though, like it, it, like if he's going to be the 
Joe Rogan that's moderating, I think that would be beneficial because now you're having the the same debate style topic in a very different setting. Mm-hmm. But also Joe Rogan's podcast, I think, pulls in a lot of views. So I'm saying like it brings in a lot of views in comparison to like it being on like networks, right? Like uh, um, a lot like net, net primetime viewing has gone down. Like the the ratings for most networks have gone down. Yeah. So with Joe Joe Rogan, um, his his podcast like get mad views. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. having that those two guys on that platform talking about whatever policies they have with the way Joe Rogan always asks questions. I think that would be very beneficial to the general public. That's not um but then again we're also focusing on the people that are interested in the joe rogan podcast which yeah. may not be out of 360 million americans it may not be a, a majority there's also joe rogan a lot of people like to call him a generally right person like us not right um conservative person mm-hmm. so there might be certain people who are turned off by that by that idea because they feel like he might support donald trump in that argument, right, that he might he might be leaning more towards one side than the other. But do you think Anderson Cooper is not leaning left? No, Anderson Cooper is leaning left. <laughs> but I think people fear because, like, I've heard people who are who generally support the Democrats, mm-hmm. and they'll say that I don't like the Joe Rogan podcast because he's obviously right leaning. He's obviously a person who is so conservative and they don't like those ideals Mm -hmm. so they say i'm not gonna watch it i'm not gonna watch this podcast but if you but like we sit here we all watch the podcast right and we all know that it's not always that way yeah but he has this people view him in that light Mm -hmm. yeah i think donald trump views him in that light because right after that tweet came out um he said yes i'm gonna do it Mm. And Joe Biden hasn't responded. I don't expect him to respond. I don't think this debate will happen between um, Biden and Trump uh, with Joe Rogan moderating. Yeah. But without it being Joe Rogan being the moderator, I think just the idea of having a different platform to have these debates is going to happen eventually. Because if you look at the history of these debates, they had the town halls with uh, President Lincoln. Then it moved to radio with FDR. Then it moved to TV with Nixon. What do you think is the next thing? You think like podcasts are going to be next? I don't know if podcast would be next, but I assume it would be because I can't think of another medium where you have that amount of viewers because Joe yeah. Rogan pulls in 30, 40 million views on his biggest podcast. I think with uh, Elon Musk, he got about 40 million views mm-hmm. on that pod. And if you have the president of the United States with Joe Biden debating for a three-hour podcast, I'm assuming 80 million, 70 million views. Yeah. I think more eyeballs will be on the debates. I think the most important thing about the debates is people watch it and the people who are debating half the time. So if Rogan or whoever is hosting the podcast gives them that time, gives them the three, four hours, but also mm-hmm. gives them a platform people can actually view or listen to in podcast form, that's going to be the natural next step we take. I don't know when it's going to happen. I think, I think eventually. I'd, uh, personally, I'd prefer the podcast platform because with the podcast platform, you don't have that thing that happened with the Hillary Clinton where people said somehow Donald Trump won that debate but he didn't even debate her he just spent the whole time talking trash and trying to negate everything she said just because he could he knew that's he knew that was the best way to go about it and i bet even donald trump's people were like look you can't debate against her we know you can't so what you should go out there and do is be you as much as you can he's definitely less concerned about the facts and he made it a show exactly and if it was on a podcast 
certain people could just listen to it. So if he was acting ridiculous, let's say walking around the stage, laughing at her, stuff like that, he would look dumb. Like he he would he has to his voice has to have a certain presence on a podcast. Do you think Donald Trump jumped at this opportunity because having Joe Rogan as the only moderator, no uh, audience or anything like that, allows him to because he's such a, 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 a he's overbearing to anybody who's talking to him. Donald Trump cares about views and numbers a lot. So, yeah, but then he also talks over people, right? So he's going yeah. at Hillary while she's talking. He's Mm-hmm. responding he feels like if joe rogan was was there that it's going to bring a lot more people in to watch the debates period and on top of that he knows that he'd have somebody that kind of leans his way and it's usually not that way in the debates and he's also going to have that leeway to be like does he have does he respect joe yeah. joe uh, i mean uh, uh yeah joe rogan enough mm-hmm. to stop in, in interrupting every time joe biden tries to counter his point or rebuttal. I, think I don't this, think this so. debate, him jumping at the chance to do this debate, has a lot less to do with his comfort with debating uh, on that platform, Joe Biden, uh, with Joe Rogan being the moderator, and a lot more to do with he wants any chance he can get to be on a mic versus Joe Biden. Because if you've been following the election process right now and following Joe Biden and the way he's been presenting himself he on microphones, he's had a lot of a lot of slips, and I don't think that Trump believes that Biden can speak for three hours and be concise. But if you've seen the Axios interview with uh, Donald Trump, and I'm not sure what the guy's name was, but he had an interview about the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And this guy eviscerated Donald Trump. He had these graphs he was pulling out saying like, oh, look, we're last. That means we're first. And he was just mumbling and going over his words. <laughs> yeah. Remember that. Yeah. Both of these guys, Biden and Trump, I don't think they're equipped to have a three-hour debate. But Trump, because whether it's ego or just pure confidence because of how Joe's presented himself, he believes that any platform, whether it's going to be on CNN, whether it's Joe Biden, Biden can't do it for the three hours. I highly disagree. Disagree with what? Uh, with your whole premise here. Because I think Joe Biden has been a politician for how many years? How many years has he been in public life? That's part of the problem. He's 78 and he's not been able to keep his, his thoughts wait, straight. Wait, wait. I think because of that, he's, he can go up there and hold himself in a certain way. But I don't think Donald Trump can. I think the issue is, in today's world, we care so much about the antics. So we actually care about when Donald Trump acts crazy, but that's what that's exciting. Me and you were both watching, sorry, you and I were both watching the, uh, the uh, Donald Trump's very <laughs> first, Donald Trump's very first, uh, oh my gosh, why am I lost right now? A campaign rally? Yes, yeah. We both watched Donald Trump's very first campaign rally. It's very different from when he talks at the White House. Very different. Because, and everybody gets really excited to see him at his campaign rallies. Even Mm -hmm. people who aren't supporters of Donald Trump. Why is that? Because we get to see the entertaining part of Donald Trump. He's hilarious. We get to see 2016 Donald Trump again. It's like watching a clown. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But that's not what we want in office. Exactly. But my point being, when he's on that podcast... Him being on a podcast instead of being on that stage at CNN is not mm. going to eliminate the fact that Joe Biden had this point uh, when he was speaking about his, uh, his wife. It's like, oh, mm. I'm so glad to be here with my wife. And it was his sister. Then he had this thing when he kept saying that he's running for <laughs> senator. <laughs> he's and then old. He, yeah, he's old. He has these slips. Yeah. And then people poke fun at it and make it seem like it's this big deal. 
that's still going to happen on the podcast. And I think Trump saying, like, I can't compete with this guy. If I sit down and have, like, I have to write down my points mm -hmm. and say, this is my platform. This is Joe's platform. I don't think he can compete. Mm -hmm. But whether we're doing an audio version of it, we're doing video, he's going to be able to attack Joe Biden on mental slips because he is a 78-year-old man. Not because he's more qualified as a politician or a speaker. I think Joe Biden. Man. Can, I think Joe Biden can go in with enough practice that he's going to know what he's going to say, and he's going to be very confident in what he's going to say. This, I don't. This isn't think, my belief of how Trump's going to perform. Donald Trump, I don't think that Donald Trump, even with the most amount of practice, can stick to any script. No, I, I agree so with he you. Can, I think Donald Trump. That's why I disagree with you there because I think Donald Trump can actually do more damage to himself than Joe Biden possibly could in a debate platform. I don't disagree with you. What I'm saying is this is why Donald Trump accepted the offer. His perception mm -hmm. is he will beat this guy. And he's excited right now. He keeps saying that I can't wait to the debates. I can't wait. I can't wait. Regardless of what you're saying right now. You have to remember Donald Trump also was trying to fight against this idea of having the debates. But he said, I don't think the moderators will be good enough, blah, blah, blah. He, he knew at certain points, he's like, yeah, I don't know if I should really debate against Joe Biden. Now he wants to. You're right. But originally, when these, when the um, debates came up, Joe Biden, I mean, Donald Trump wanted no part. No part in being on a stage and debating. As, as it stands right Joe now, Biden. Donald Trump is very excited to have any kind right of debate now he with is. Joe Biden. I think, it, not now just, he is. I think the Rogan thing is not going to happen. But this was not even that long ago. This was only like a month ago that Donald Trump was not excited. He said he didn't want to be at the debates at all. But then now, most of the polling numbers, I think they're showing that a lot of people that are voting for Biden mm -hmm. are voting for Biden because they don't want Trump, mm -hmm. not yeah, because they yeah. want Biden. So yeah, giving exactly. him that platform gives him a chance to annihilate Biden and earn those voters who are anti-Trump voters, I guess, back. Mm. From his perception. From his perception, if yes. I was, If I was Donald Trump, I would go into the, I mean, Joe Biden, I would go into that uh, debate. And the very first thing I would have on my mind is I'm not even going to bring up Donald Trump. I'm going to make it seem like this clown isn't here. I'm going to make it seem like I am not fighting against this guy. And I'm going to talk about everything that I can do for Americans. That's right? not going to happen. He's not going to do that, of course. But I think Trump But I think that. that's what Joe Biden should do. It's going to become a Joe personal Biden attack back that. and forth. And, and if Joe Trump's Biden did win that and Trump attacks. was just being a clown in the background, he would look so dumb. You're assuming Joe Biden's not Joe Biden and he's not part of the DNC. He's going to yeah, attack I, I Trump know, personally, I know. and Trump's going to attack him personally. And if it's yeah. a battle of personal attacks, Trump's going to win the battle of personal attacks because he's a clown. Yeah. Joe Biden's not as good of a clown as Trump is. That's all I'm saying. Joe Biden needs to make sure that this isn't turned into, into the wrong kind of entertainment. Mm. Donald Trump wants it to be that more than anything. The last person Donald Trump wants to be on a stage with is Kamala Harris. I'll tell you that. I think it would be a different story. I don't know sure. what the vice presidential debates are going to look like, but I don't really care at all. To hear, man, I'm blanking a lot right now. Mike, Mike Pence. <laughs> I don't care to hear Mike Pence speak about anything on any debate. That guy is so boring that even if he had good points, I wouldn't even be able to really follow. I don't blame you for forgetting his name. Sorry. <laughs> hey. But yo, um, we, we just kind of like leaving the whole Donald Trump Biden uh, thing. We have this. Uh, Amazon's a FFA approval for drone delivery. Ah, okay. So, I mean, uh, the, so what, the MK-27 uh, drone? It has a 50-mile range and can deliver packs up to 
five pounds in less than 30 minutes. I could see a lot of people trying to shoot down drones. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine. I mean, like the amount of people who order from Amazon, I mean, you would know better than most people. There's yeah. a lot of people ordering from Amazon. I can see a lot of people trying to damage drones, trying to shoot down drones just to get stuff. Are we going to have like a cloud of drones over us like 24-7? That sounds really creepy, especially Amazon. You know the kind of abilities they have. I do, do, not do you think it's a Amazon good idea? Do you think this is a... Watching us all the time. You'll put cameras on the drones? I think, for like I think with images? the pandemic... They have to have some kind of cameras. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. They'll have cameras on the drones that are flying mm -hmm. to your house to see like a, what yeah. kind of car you have, where you are certain types of the day, certain times of the day. Who's to say that these drones can't be hacked? That people can see right onto the front of your house. And I, I don't like this idea. No, but the upside of it is now you don't have to have that one-on-one -on -one interaction with the delivery person, especially during the pandemic. Yeah, no, that's fine. So what are we oh, giving up I mean, for convenience? Like, that's the question. What are we sacrificing for they've the convenience? Already, they've already proven that, um, that the virus itself doesn't stick onto, onto cardboard very well. Mm -hmm. So if it's like, I think it's like a day or something, I don't know what, I can't remember the exact statistic that like the virus won't stick on to cardboard for long so if they go and drop that off at your house your the amount of danger you're in isn't really a lot anyways and you're not really talking to the person who's dropping it off at your house right now anyways yeah i don't think they're doing so this, this for, drone for health thing reasons isn't for health reasons i think it's to save money so you don't have to hire somebody to drive you don't have to pay for the insurance on the yeah. automobile you don't have to pay for gas mm -hmm. fuel now you just have to pay for the initial upkeep for a drone, which I'm not sure with how much that is, but it's definitely less than a no, car. No, but the selling point for it could be the pandemic to make it more, I guess, less less human interaction. If that's the selling point. People I'm not who buying order, the selling People point. who order online, I don't think are going to hear like, ooh, we got drones and be like, oh, this is going to be cool. They just wanted to show up at their house. I want to be able to order a camera battery and it gets here in 30 minutes. What happens if you... If that's you, the sell. What happens if you live in an apartment building? What do you mean? What, where are the drones going to deliver? Are they going to get into your apartment? When they just deliver to the front door? Isn't that what they do with the uh, no, yeah. but, Amazon but, people? Anyway? But they they just drop do. into the front uh, entryway? No, they come in, right? Knock, and they get into the building, and they go, or if it's going to be like a, um, your... It depends on the building. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If it's going to be a litter box or whatever it is, if, it's, if it fits in there, or there's like that one little compartment where they leave the key inside the litter box and they put the package there, if it's then an they Amazon, go all the way up to your room. If and it's an Amazon it. package, it's not being left in a letter box. They can't do that because they're not like unless it's being moved by USPS or Canadian. Yeah, yeah. Then it will be, but if it's being moved by UPS, FedEx, or anybody like that, it'll be left at your front door. Why don't they just ask you to keep your window open? They just kind of fly in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, whatever it takes. I'm throwing yeah. ideas out there. I'm trying to get these products out. No, yeah, I, I think that's cool. I just don't like the idea of having a bunch of drones flying around that are watching us all the time. That's that's the part where I mean I'm we have uh, our phones to do that so exactly we already have enough doing that that's my point. <laughs> <laughs> 1984. We got our phones, know? our TVs, our laptops, yeah. all that stuff that's taken away. Like I remember exactly. one time with those whole uh, I guess wave with like the whole uh, consoles, Xbox mm -hmm. and PlayStation cameras. Yeah. Or people are like, oh, you gotta leave those on. They actually collect information from your house or whatever. So we already have that. So I don't think the drones being out there outside is going to be much of a, unless it's following you everywhere you're going. You, you know, it's strange. We're talking about the concerns we have about this. I didn't really hear much about it until the FFA, FAA already approved it. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure citizens in America didn't get to vote and say, I'm okay with 
the FAA approving Amazon mm-hmm. flying drones around my city. So I'm sure a lot of people have the same concerns we have, but yeah. it doesn't really matter because Amazon and the government already made the decision. It's kind of like that's true, and they're gonna try. They're gonna try in large cities first. So people in LA and in New York, they're probably gonna be the first ones to really see if this works or not. But just because it's been approved doesn't mean that it's. And sometimes, it works. like the effects of the information that they gather is not seen instantly, right? So how long is it between? when the drones are allowed that we actually see the actual negative because when when smartphones mm-hmm. came out and all the location services i don't think people knew about it early enough to be able to be like yo these things actually like tracking because that's why they were able to now yeah. use the algorithm to market their things to us knowing exactly what we're looking for on any on any across any platform whether it be google youtube or instagram or facebook whatever it is yeah Right, so when when smartphones first came out, I don't think that was a concern people thought about. Mm-hmm. There's a prediction I have. It's, it's pretty long term, but with what happened with the smartphones, you're talking about the data collection that we didn't know about, and now mm-hmm. as the years pass, we know more and more about what's happening. I feel like with the drones or any kind of new technology, at the initial phase, we're sitting here talking about what may or may not happen. We're speculating on it. Mm-hmm. And as we find out more and more information, even though we know they might be collecting this data uh, against our will, we're still going to use the services. Like we all have cell phones, we have laptops, we have gaming consoles, and we just scroll down to the bottom, you know, accept the terms and conditions. I don't think that our concern will outweigh our willingness to have this convenience, whether that's good or not. I just assume from what's happened in the past that as people, we prefer the convenience and we're not going to be concerned. We're not going to concern ourselves with what's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. We're just going right. to take it. I mean, that, that would be the way. Like right now, if you, if, if you say you don't want to use smartphones, what's the alternative? Flip phone? Use a flip phone, but <laughs> fax machine. But then yeah. there's a the thing. Now you're gonna have to have your laptop everywhere to access emails and all this stuff that And these yeah. these things become so ingrained in our society exactly. by the time we find out that hey, this is a problem, it's already there. Exactly. It's already something that you really can't do anything about. Mm-hmm. But if Amazon had declared this information that they're gathering, if they had to declare this data and then ask for approval to use this data to make money. Going back to what we were saying before about Andrew Yang, I think it becomes a lot more acceptable because they're still going to profit. They're still going to collect this information. But now we have an ability as citizens to actually profit from being exploited, essentially. The exploitation is not going to be free anymore. They don't have to pay for, uh, pay for the information they want. Yeah, but that's the thing. With the, with the way they're setting up, they're not trying to do that. Not yet. Because nobody's asking these questions as far as like you know politicians. Yeah, but just look no at one the from Ameri- FAA yeah. was asking these just questions. Just look at the American population and think if you think Amazon is willing to pay 360 million people every single time that they, I guess, gather information from them. If the people demanded it, they'd have to. But nobody's asking right now. Not enough people are asking at least. Yeah, but they'll they'll go bankrupt in like a year. Hey, if, if we all decided today <laughs> we're not using Instagram until they start paying us, I'm sure they're gonna start paying people. But we're not gonna all decide yeah. that because people who have business on Instagram, they're gonna keep using it, right? There's people whose lives depend on Instagram. So how how many people's lives depend on Instagram? How many people don't? Most people don't depend on Instagram. We just use it, you know, casually. You said this about the about the 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 boycott. Which boycott? The NBA boycott. Yeah. Where about like how many people's lives are actually affected by the NBA boycotting, and how many people's lives are not? And if it was actually made sense for them to boycott it for the reasons that they were trying to do it for. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you look at Instagram, Instagram has so many people who are on this platform. People might get mad if they shut down Instagram. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if Instagram, if Facebook was like, we're shutting this down, nobody can use Instagram. Then I would see people getting angry. 
But I don't see people saying are we all generally the- agreeing <laughs> that we don't want Instagram. Like, let's not act like that's a real possibility. The, yeah. That's all, not all the all the influencers and no all those way. creators that have built platforms and built their own businesses through social media. All the guys out there that you know follow all the beautiful young women that they like to follow. You think they're going to be happy about you taking away their Instagram? But that's kind of my point with what I was saying with the uh, the FAA and this approval. Yeah, we're sitting here right now talking about the possible drawbacks, but I know I'm pretty certain. That at some point in the future, we're going to have Amazon drones delivering in two minutes flat yeah. at hyperspeed. Yep. Okay. We're going to accept it. All it would take for this not to happen would be for the majority to stand up and say, ah, uh, we don't want this. I don't think that's going to happen, but that's yeah. all it would take. But for that to happen, people would have to know the facts. I don't think enough people know the facts. If it's already been approved, that means at this point, the facts are public knowledge. That doesn't mean people have that knowledge. Even if we knew the facts, like me and you were talking about the facts right now, I'd still yeah. accept it. I'll take it. I'm going to allow Amazon to do whatever they need to do to get that package to me faster. I don't think you have a choice. Amazon's going to do whatever Amazon wants. I'm not doing anything actively unless to you can get it. Unless you can get millions on millions of people to be on your side to oppose something Amazon is doing, then you don't really have a choice. That's anyways. not how movements start. You can't wait for millions of people to get onto it. I myself, I'm not doing anything actively to stop this. Yeah. I can delete my Instagram account. I can mm-hmm. stop purchasing from Amazon, but I don't because I don't feel that what they're doing goes above what they're providing. Personally, that's how I feel. Especially right now in the world, like online shopping is going only going to become bigger because stuff like the coronavirus this isn't the last time it's going to happen. Mm. So companies are going to build, like you see, Walmart is making I think it's like Walmart Plus or whatever. So they're trying to fight Amazon at this point because they see, hey, we need to get into this space because we don't know if people are always going to need to go to the store. So with what's coming in the future. It's probably best to just fall in line with what Amazon's trying to do. That sounds dangerous. I know it I, sounds dangerous. I don't even know if it's best, but I'm not willing to, to put in the time and effort it would take to oppose Amazon. It would be so inconvenient for me to oppose Amazon that I'm just more willing to just it would actually, go along. It would actually probably be better if instead of a, opposing Amazon, like you're saying, we don't have to fall in line, but we tell Amazon, okay, we'd rather have it this way. We want it this way. So Amazon can make it the best for us, right? Like we always say, how do consumers have power? By what we consume. Mm-hmm. So instead of consumers waiting for Amazon to make these choices, we could be like, hey, Amazon, we want it this way. And we show them that by the things we buy and how we buy them. So if they're like, oh, we got drones? We're like, nah, bro, I don't want a drone coming to my house. I'll pull up to the store. You pull up to the store now. See, this is part of the reason why, like, for example, I don't have a TikTok account. Yeah. I don't think that what it provides supersedes what TikTok and ByteDance mm. do with the information that they collect. I just don't have TikTok because I don't think it's exciting to me. There's nothing there that I really right. care much about. There's no incentive for you. No. So for you to say, I don't believe TikTok, oh, I don't support TikTok, it doesn't take much. What, 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 yeah. would, what, what would you, uh, what would be on TikTok? Well, what would need to be on TikTok for you to subscribe to it? What would on TikTok? Oh man, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't think TikTok, I think the way full TikTok NBA works, games on TikTok. I'd get TikTok. That might be the only thing I can imagine. I didn't even like full length NBA games. <laughs> I was never subscribed to like Vine when it happened, right? Yeah, yeah. Subscribed. Yeah. I never had the app. Yeah. Right. So I so like an old even man. then. Yeah, I know. Like, who am I? Um, do, do you do you have Snapchat? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I, I didn't care about Vine when it came out. So mm-hmm. like even the Vine videos everybody went crazy about, they weren't cool to me. 
So TikTok, I just find it like it's kind of similar. Yeah, yeah. So it's not really a, that kind of platform. The social media doesn't really excite me. I think TikTok is actually pretty cool. Like I, when I see TikTok, I see opportunity for people. Like you see young people who are 12, 13 years old. Yeah. And they figure out how to do animations on their computers. And they're doing amazing things out there. And they can start a brand at the age of 14 with no cost, just with a cell phone. I yeah. think that's dope. Just because the I, don't I have use, with it. Just because I don't use TikTok yeah. doesn't mean I don't believe TikTok has use. No, no, I'm not. I'm not arguing with you with this usefulness. Okay, I'm just yeah. speaking of how I, I'm not using it. I yeah, think it's a cool yeah. platform. I don't think it's useless. I think it's mm. a good thing to have. I think it's useful. Yeah. My problem with it is the back end. What happens with the data? I think if they can fix that, I still wouldn't use it because I don't make TikTok videos. I don't know what I do on TikTok, but I think it has a place. But my opposition, I'm willing to oppose it because it doesn't give me personally. But even the Enough people value. who like ByteDance, the people who own ByteDance, yeah, maybe they never um, made TikTok with the. Um, I mean, they knew that the CCP has control, but maybe they didn't take that into account. That the CCP would be uh, checking all of their data. Mm -hmm. So maybe they were like, "Hey, they had the, a pure idea in their mind of this great social media app," and then the social media app. Now people are finding out that, oh, there are these issues because of the government that it, they just happen to be under. Mm -hmm. so, well, I mean, so to blame TikTok might not even be fair. I mean, to, to wrap it all up, I don't think we're, we're blaming TikTok. We're not blaming Amazon. Mm -hmm. What they're going for is innovation. They're trying to push technology forward. And in doing that, I don't think in the front of their mind, security is there. That's what the government is for. So we have to look at our government bodies and make sure that they're looking out for our best interest. Yeah. Because we can't ask TikTok or Amazon or Walmart or any kind of corporation mm -hmm. to look out for our best concerns. That's what the government is for, and we shouldn't be looking at them to stand in place of the government. Because if they are, that's, yeah. that's a problem. And when we see issues, it's our responsibility to immediately tell our government officials this is an issue. Because if we don't say anything, then the government can be way behind like they are on social media right now to where we feel like the government doesn't really have any control over what's happening. Mm -hmm. Some people say they don't want any government control on social media, but I think there's, there is a role and a place for the government when it comes to social media. As we've seen with Facebook 2016, you don't even really have to go further than that, right? Yeah. So we need to be responsible as, uh, as voters and go tell our politicians, hey, I don't like what's going on here, and this is an issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, listen, that's episode nine. Hopefully by episode 10, we're going to have a Joe Biden confirmation on the, uh, the Joe Rogan <laughs> debate. Yeah. And we can see what he has to say. But uh, thanks for tuning in. That's episode nine, TUF Podcast. Thanks for being here. Lee, got anything to say to the people? Nah, y'all have a good day. Appreciate you coming here.